It's great. Thank you so much. So great to see different people every week as well. So thank you for joining us, those of you here in the room. It's just lovely to see you. It really is. It's also nice speaking to people as well, rather than just a camera, although I know that there are lots of us joining at home as well. Uh, first of all, just uh, I know we said this earlier on, but if you've kind of caught up with us halfway through the meeting, apologies for uh, the technical kind of glitch at the start of the meeting, the old clock change. Uh, has got to us, I think, a little bit, but that's absolutely, uh, thank you for the tech team as well in terms of getting everything sorted and going today. Um, today, we are um, actually, uh, originally, this was going to be the last week in our Radical Disciple series, but I'm holding off on that until the 18th of April. And today, I want to give you a bit of shape around uh, the gift days that are coming up. And so I'm going to speak for about kind of 10 minutes, which everybody's going to be like, yes, good. Um, and then... <laughs> All right, there was a lot too much laughter there. And then, and then secondly, we're, we've, got, we've put a video uh, together for you with different people talking, so that'll make it interesting, hopefully. So I, look, I've said this most weeks, I feel like, throughout the pandemic, but every week feels like there's a different challenge. I don't know about you, but it feels like every week there's a new challenge uh, and a new kind of frustration and new emotions. I feel like I've kind of gone through the emotional roller coaster of life more than I ever have done before over the last year. And it has been very challenged, very challenging. Um, and we've not experienced a collective season like this as a generation, have we? So as a generation in this country, we've never experienced a season like the one that we're walking through at the moment. And it's a test of our faith and trust, it is. Um, and I realise that for some of us, this season has been more testing than for others. And so when the Israelites suffered hardship in the Old Testament, what did they do? Well, what they did is they reminded themselves. They had memory. So you'll see this throughout the Old Testament. You'll see it through the Psalms. You'll see it through uh, the prophets. You'll actually see it even in the history as well. They reminded themselves of the, the times that God had come through for them. So one of the big moments was God parting the Red Sea so the Israelites could walk through it and, and be safe and freed from the captivity of the Egyptians. And then the, the other reminders were when they went into the promised land and they took the land that God had given them. So they reminded themselves of the past, but they also reminded themselves of the future as well. And like, take this from Isaiah. So this is in the middle of uh, this, this kind of prophecy about Moab falling. Um, and then you get these verses here. Then a throne will be established in steadfast love in the tent of David, and on it shall sit fa in faithfulness a ruler who seeks justice and is swift to do what is right. So they reminded themselves of the past, but they always had this future hope that they were living with, always. And that is the same for us today. We need to take stock of how they lived and live in the same way. We need to live in faith, remembering the past. So when, when things are difficult for you and you're facing doubt, remind yourself of the goodness of God, as we sung earlier on. Remind yourself of what God has done in your life or what God has done in the lives of other people. And live with the hope that we have in Jesus. As we kind of, we've mentioned already a couple of times this morning, we've reflected on that this week with and going to be with Jesus. We remind ourselves of the hope that we live in, the hope that we have because of what Jesus has done as we come to Easter. You know, Easter is not a... Imagine if Jesus hadn't come back to life again. Well, Easter wouldn't really have happened anyway, would it? Because it would just be about another man dying. Yet Easter matters because it wasn't just another man dying, it was the Son of God raising to life with the promise that death is defeated. That's why we celebrate Easter. That's why we celebrate it. New life. We don't have chocolate eggs because they're tasty, because it's a, a, a symbol, a sim, symbolic of new life. And so we remind ourselves of the hope that we have. And so over the last few months, as I spoke back in November, none of what I'm going to say today I don't think is new. 
But what I wanted to do is put some flesh on the bones of the vision that I set out in November when I spoke about being a people this year who are getting prepared for what God has for us as we move into the next chapter. And it really does build on what I said before, and it just puts some flesh on the bones, I hope, of what I shared. Um, But before we look forward, I do want to look back, so I actually want to model what I've just spoken about. And I actually want to briefly just look at a biblical passage together. So we're going to look at Acts 16 very quickly. Acts 16, verse 11 to verse 15. And this is the story of how the church in Philippi started. So Luke is writing this, and Luke is with them at this point. Hence, he writes the words, we, because he's with them at the time. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we were supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshipper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she, heard, when she and her household were baptised, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. And out of, out of that, that's where the church in Philippi started. So why are these verses? You might go, that's a bit abstract. Um, I actually think they're really instructive to us. And I think they speak a little bit about our past. And I think they speak a little bit about our future as well. So here we've got Paul and his companions, which was uh, Luke and Silas, looking for a bridgehead into a local community. And so what they did, you'll see this throughout Acts, is their first thing that they would do, because they would go, first of all, to the Jews. And they would go and look for a synagogue. They'll find some Jewish people, and they'd go and speak uh, to them about Jesus. You see this happening in lots of different places. They do this here. They're going outside the city gate to try and find a Synagogue, And what do they find instead? They find people praying together, maybe people studying together. They find these people gathered. They don't find what they're expecting. They find something unexpected. Looking for a synagogue, instead they find a gathering of women. And here they meet a Lydian woman, she could be. Now the kingdom of Lydia was where Philippi was. And so whilst her name was probably Lydia, she's also representative of the whole community that they are encountering. It's through her conversion that the church in Philippi is established. Her house becomes the base of operations for this church. The bridgehead the apostles were looking for isn't the synagogue. Instead, it's this woman and her household. And she becomes a key figure in the church. God established the bridgehead that Paul, Silas and Luke were looking for through an unexpected source. In many ways, this has been our experience with the Riverside Centre. When we set out on this journey, before I was even part of Gateway, when the, the leadership team here set out looking for a building, it was under the expectations that over the longer course of time, that yes, it would be a blessing for community, but it would be where we could just gather straight away on Sundays. Yet what we've received was unexpected. What God has given us was potentially different from what was first imagined. Like Paul, ironically, we find ourselves by a river, don't we? With an amazing opportunity into a local community. Paul encountered influence 
He encountered Lydia, this, this person of influence in her community. And funny, actually, when you look at the Gospels, Jesus tells the uh, disciples to go out, and when he sends them out, he says, you know, you go and find a person of peace. So this woman is a person of peace. She's, she, Lydia is, is the, the person, the connection to the whole community. And we've not found a person of peace as we've moved here. We've found a place of peace. We've found a building of connection. We've been given a place of influence, and we need to recognize that. Lydia's house became the place where the church in Philippi was established and was able to reach its community. We've been given this building. This is our place to establish that same connection. And as we come out of the pandemic, I just want to reiterate this because um, it's really difficult communicating anything when we don't ne- I don't necessarily see you in the room. It's great for the guys that are here today, but I re- realise that the majority of the church are, are watching from home. We will not be going back to the North School as we come out of the pandemic. We will be here. This is our home now for the next season that we walk through. Eddie's very excited by that. <laughs> just I'd clarify that for you all. Um, however, the church in Philippi wasn't all about Lydia's house. Her house served the purpose of extending the kingdom. And that is the same with the riverside. And I really want to keep reiterating this to you because we're talking about plans for the riverside in, in a minute. And I don't want you to be confused by us thinking that the, by thinking that the, the mission of the church, the vision of the church is the building because it really isn't. We're not here for this building. We're not. We're not here to make a piece of land look pretty or well-tended for. It is great that it does look pretty and well-tended for. Thank you for the gardening team and others that come in and look after it. We're not here to make the interior look aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it's nice that it does, but that is not what we're here for. We're here to see the kingdom of God extended in Clockhouse and throughout Ashford as we work out from this building. This building becomes, it should be, our base of all the operations of the church. For as long as we are here... In this building, that will be our aim. Who knows, in the future, God might give us a different building. We have to be prepared for what God might do long-term into the future. But as long as we are here, the Riverside will serve the mission of the church. The mission isn't the Riverside. We must be uh, convinced of that. So what's the mission? Well, let's remind ourselves. In November, I spoke uh, about uh, that I felt God calling us to be a people prepared to bring renewal to lives around Ashford. We want to see lives transformed as people encounter the gospel. And already we've started to do these things. So, for example, you saw uh, before Christmas as we, we all gave into the give a gift thing and we started just to just show the love of Jesus. This week we've got these uh, parcels to send out to local uh, families just to give them a blessing over Easter. We want to bless people with the things that we do, but we also want to see people transformed as they encounter Jesus. We're not just about doing good works. We're about seeing people transformed by the power of the gospel. And so we believe that we are called to be a people who bring renewal to those around us. Paul, Silas, Luke established a church in Philippi which saw many lives transformed. You see it if you want to carry on reading in that story. We're called to that same mission here. We're going to show you a video in a couple of minutes' time. And the key verse for this video is this, Isaiah 61, verse 4. They will rebuild ancient ruins, restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. We're called to be a people who rebuild, who restore and renew the lives of people that we encounter. We're called to bring the hope of 
the gospel and the good news of the kingdom, the hope that we can be free from death and sin, and we're called to bring that to the people that we encounter around us. As we share the good news of the gospel and the hope of the kingdom with those around us, we are doing those three things. So lastly, just let me just say this. Let's just think about Lydia for a second. This was a really unexpected day for Lydia. She was just down by the river praying with her mates, chatting about the word of God with her friends. She's a woman of influence, had a massive influence, but it was an unexpected day for her. What, what started as an unexpected day ended up with a complete life transformation for her as she became this kind of bridgehead into the local community and the church was established through her salvation. Each one of us has got a role to play in what God is going to do through us as a church community. As we step into this season, your, your prayer should be, God, what could you do with me? What, what, how could my giftings work into this vision? What could I give into this? It's time to, for all of us to dream a bit of a, to start dreaming big dreams about what God might do through, through each of us. You know, it might be that you've got an idea to start up a project or to start up a ministry. It might be that you've got an idea to um, get involved in a certain area of church life. We want, we want you to connect with us. We want you to tell us about that. Because as, um, as we know that as we do things like that, we might find that there are other people in the church who have got that same vision and that same passion. Us And we see things started that we would never expect to happen. So each one of us has got a part to play in the vision ahead. So... What's this vision look like? What does the mission look like? What do we see the church kind of doing over the next uh, sort of 12 months? How is this all going to kind of take shape? We want to show you a video now that we've put together just to kind of go through our plans for the cafe and also for the extension to the hall. So uh, can we, do I say run VT? Is that what they say on the TV, isn't it? <laughs> run VT. Gateway Church is a family of believers with a heart to demonstrate the love of Jesus and the hope of his kingdom to Ashford Kent and the world we live in. We are a church with a heart to speak hope, show love and claim life wherever we go. In 2017, we purchased the old Wyvern School with the aim of creating a space for us to gather together each Sunday and to be a blessing to the local community around Clockhouse and all of Ashford. In 2018, we finished an initial refurbishment of the front section of the building. Our staff and key ministries, like our chronic pain group, Alpha and Esau, have begun to use the building. And in 2019, we'd reached capacity at the North School, and as a leadership team, we made two meetings in two places. Throughout this year, we saw 12 baptisms, eight commitments through Alpha and over 20 new members join us. And then March 2020, coronavirus. But yet even in the midst of the pain of the last year, God has continued to shape us, to use us and to show us the potential of the Riverside Centre. The building was used as a winter night shelter for homeless and vulnerable people. And as the year progressed and lockdown kicked in, it became a food bank, supplying over 150 boxes during the first lockdown to vulnerable people. It also became a meeting space for support groups throughout the pandemic. And this last Christmas, it became a workshop as we wrapped and then delivered over 270 presents to families in need. 
When the restrictions came into place following the COVID outbreak, the building became our recording studio as Sundays moved online and we learned new ways of being able to worship together. The pandemic has shaken our society and whilst we are now seeing an end to it, we are also going to be left with the knock-on effects of increased mental health issues, of poverty and of brokenness in our society. Whilst these are challenges, these are opportunities for us as a church to share the gospel and demonstrate the kingdom to those around us. And so we've been planning for the future, planning for the future beyond coronavirus with new creativity, new thinking and new confidence in all that God has for us as we step into a new season together as a church. We have begun working on this plan during lockdown, reshaping and refurbishing the building to be ready as we move beyond coronavirus. So three walls were removed. A stage was constructed. The sound systems and lighting infrastructure redesigned. And the rooms along the back of the building cleared and refurbished. What does our future as Gateway Church look like? In November, I gave our vision for the year and I spoke about us becoming a people of renewal. Now is the time. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Isaiah 61 verse 4. So our long-term aim is that by 2025, the hall that I'm standing in now will accommodate 400 people on Sunday mornings. That our cafe will be up and running and have become a hub for our local community. And that out of this building, we see ministries, projects and services run that bless people and demonstrate and share the good news of the gospel. God is preparing us, he's shaping us. And this year, we wanna get the first phase of this work done and completed. So we want to get the cafe up and running and we want to extend the hall here so that it can accommodate 180 people on a Sunday morning. We believe that opening a community cafe will be a fantastic thing and we hope you're on board with that. Why? Because it will open our doors here to the local community, to those in Ashford to come and meet us, to come, and, to come to a safe space, to a neutral ground, to grab a coffee with family and friends. And that will also allow us as a church to meet our community. And the wonderful thing that we can do with that is the ministries that we already run and the ones that we hope to run in the future we can start to engage people in our community in those as well and create a really seamless access point into the things that we want to help people with and offer support with, not only practically, but also more fundamentally to create space for people to rebuild their lives, to be restored and also to encounter the good news of the gospel. So with that in mind, we're also really aware that we believe that this is the time for us to plant our flag firmly in the ground as a whole church community to meet here regularly on a Sunday. So as we do these things, as we set up a community cafe, as we meet here regularly as a church, we are excited to see what God will do. And with all that in mind, 
what will the cafe be like? Outside, we hope to have a fully equipped play area for children with cafe space, with tables and chairs for the warmer months. Well, hopefully this room is familiar to you. You would have used it a lot. And if you haven't, this is gonna be changed. So this will become our community cafe and we will have a bespoke serving area. We will also have a properly fitted kitchen, which will move into our storeroom. And we will also have a full-time cafe manager, not only to serve the practical needs of running a cafe, but also to see the fulfillment of the ministry of the cafe, which is to ultimately bring the good news and also act as an access point for all our groups and all our ministries that we already run. Here's an example of some of them. The Chronic Pain Support Group, Alpha, a mental health drop-in service, a parenting course, ESOL courses, new business entrepreneur group, parenting and toddler group, a debt advice group. These are some of the things we already run and some ideas that we have for the future. In the last six months, we completed the work on the back rooms and we're now removing the old encounter room so that we can make more space in our hall. We're gonna have capacity for up to 180 people and we're so excited that we've created this space where we can seek God's presence together. And what's more, we're praising Jesus that we've been way less set up to do before our Sunday morning service starts. Well, as we come to the end of this pandemic, we all have an opportunity to be involved with what God wants to do next with us as Gateway Church. The projects that we've outlined in this video complete phase one of our overall scheme to renovate the Riverside Centre. So how are we going to raise the money for this? Well, look, we've, we've already got some savings towards this and we've made some grant applications. And so therefore we're hoping to uh, raise an extra 35,000 course of two gift days or three making a monthly commitment over the next year. That money will enable us to set up and run the cafe for a whole year and also extend the hall to a capacity of between 180 and 200. So whilst £35,000 isn't a big sum of money, this is a big moment for us as a church community because for each of us, this is a moment to think big and dream big dreams about what God might do in us and through us as we step into this new season together. So we're asking you to prayerfully consider how you might be involved in what we have shown you today. We would love for each of us to be involved in what God is going to do with us as a church in the season ahead because we're all called to see the broken restored, to see lives rebuilt and to bring renewal to Ashford. And we would love you to join with us as we step into this new season together. We're going to have two gift days, the 18th of April and the 9th of May. We're also going to be inviting you to consider committing to giving monthly into the Riverside Development Fund. This fund will facilitate the work that we have outlined today, but also the final phase of extending the auditorium to 400. We really look forward to partnering together in the further development of the Riverside. Thank you. Well, I hope that was helpful to you. Um, so just so you're aware as well, I would, I, I have, we have got like a PDF brochure 
So a brochure, a digital brochure, and there'll be some that will print as well, um, that has more information on those things. So you can kind of, I know some of us are visual people. Some of us actually like to walk around the space and see it, and others of us are quite happy to look at kind of something um, in, in writing. So we'll send that out to you uh, later on today. So just to show you aware, th th this, this scheme of work is to set us up for the bigger thing later on. Okay, so as we do this, this gets us to the point where we can not only move into the riverside and have some space over, uh, over Sundays, but also what it does is it enables us to then look forward to the future, knowing that we've got this bigger project to come as we look to extend the auditorium to a size of 400. And then at this point, this stage will be over there somewhere and it will be a much bigger space. And so this is about setting us up. But it's also about responding to what God has done and is doing in our generation at the time of the pandemic. Look, we want to see the community engaged with through this building. We want this to become, as I said earlier on, the bridgehead uh, into uh, meeting the needs of our local uh, friends uh, around the Riverside Centre. So we'll be sending out that brochure today for you to have a little look through. But also then later on in the week, we're going to be sending out uh, the information about how you can give into it. And so as we said on the video, there's going to be uh, the opportunity to give monthly over a monthly commitment. So that's the, I'm going to be honest with you, that's how I'm going to give into this because I've not got a, a lump sum of money to give. But it may well be that you've got some, because we have been talking about this for a while. It might be that if you're a really great uh, financial planner, that you've already got that money uh, ready to give. Or it might be that as we kind of go through the next few weeks that you want to start considering prayerfully how you might give in to this project. And so, uh, look, we can all have a part to play in this, uh, whether that's uh, giving, whether that's praying, whether that's serving as we kind of come out of it. But I think for all of us, we've got that opportunity now to be involved in the project ahead. Um, so that, that is the end of that today. What I'd also encourage, though, is if you've got any questions about the things that we've shared, if you are still, there's still uncertainty on anything, please do uh, contact us and we'd be more than welcome to uh, kind of chat to you, myself, Richard, any of the staff team about, uh, what, about what we've shared today. So uh, that is uh, almost the end of our meeting today. I just want to just point forwards again, so we'll keep doing this, looking back, looking forward. I want to point forwards uh, to next Sunday. So next Sunday, obviously it's Easter Sunday. We'd love you to join us again online at 10 a.m. Uh, next Sunday morning. I'm looking forward to uh, my friend Joe McNamara, has, uh, who is from the church I used to go to, up King's Church London. He's one of the speakers at New Day, um, and he's uh, going to be speaking, giving a gospel message next week. Um, so please do invite your friends and family to uh, watch that, or any non-Christian friends that you've got to connect with us that Sunday. It will be a great opportunity for them to encounter uh, Jesus. Um, and don't forget as well that we've got the Good Friday meeting this uh, Friday at 9.30 here at the Riverside if you would like to sign up and join us for that as well. So lots of opportunities to celebrate what Jesus has done uh, as we come into Easter. But let's pray as we finish, shall we? Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have called us for your purposes. Lord, I thank you that you've called us to be your people. Lord, I thank you that you've chosen us from the nations. And Lord, I thank you that you've chosen us from the nations to proclaim to the nations the goodness of God and the wonder of your gospel. And so, Lord, we pray that as we step into the next chapter as life, as Gateway Church, Lord, that you would establish our steps. And that, Lord, as we step into this season ahead, Lord, I pray that we would encounter your favour upon us. Lord, we pray for each of us that we'd encounter your favour over our lives and that, Lord, we'd find favour wherever we go and that as we encounter people, Lord, we'd encounter people hungry and ready to hear your good news spoken over them. So, Lord, we pray, be with us this week ahead. Lord, I pray that as we start to consider how each of us might get involved in this project, Lord, that you would speak clearly to us 
about how we can give into it. So, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our church community. And we pray, Lord God, that you would continue to advance your kingdom through us in the season ahead. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's great to see you. Um, We will obviously, as I said, send out that PDF to you and be in touch uh, later on in the week. And looking forward to seeing you all again soon.